You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius Podcast. Farrell is actually just finishing up his sabbatical. Um, he's going to be back uh, next week. Uh, so we're praying that he's going to come back refreshed and revived. But we have a real treat for you today. We have Brandon Edwards, who's going to be sharing the word today. And he's been, him and his family have been here at Grace for about two years from California. And he's pretty much been in ministry, in a lot of different ministry uh, roles since he was probably a teenager, and has a real passion for preaching. And I'll tell you, I've heard him twice now this morning, and you guys are in for a real treat. So let's give Brandon a hand as he comes. Well, good morning, Grace. How are you? Great. Well, when Pastor Fair called me at the beginning of the year and asked if he could put me on calendar this summer, I was so excited, and I said, absolutely. And as soon as I hung up the phone, I thanked the Lord for the opportunity, and I started praying, Father, begin to prepare my heart for whatever message that you want to come forward in June. And so when I found out that we would be talking about destiny, I got really excited Because destiny is an awesome topic, but destiny is also a very serious topic. I mean, this is the very reason why God put us on this earth. And so we know, we learned it last week, that destiny is God's unique and preferred plan for our life. And so last week when we launched the series, we talked about how we can pursue and find out exactly what our destiny is. And so for some of us, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack. And then for others, it's like neon lights are just flashing, and we know exactly what it is that God wants us to do. But nonetheless, once we get on that path, that journey to destiny, we are going to face some hardships. It's not going to be an easy walk. But I will tell you this. It is the most beautiful journey that we could ever take. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this morning. And we're just asking right now that you would prepare every heart, every mind for what it is that you want to share today. Lord, we are asking that you would open our eyes, that you would open our ears to the calling, to the purpose, to the destiny for which you created us. Lord, we're asking for a transformational experience so we can leave changed, having had an encounter with you. And we pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to tell you a story about a little boy. This little boy was born to a mother and a father who were not married and could not take care of him. And so the mother did what she thought was best, and she gave the boy to her mom. To raise him. So he went to live with his grandmother and she was the best. She introduced him to the Lord. She nurtured him. She took care of him. She was constantly speaking life into him. And one day when he was nine years old, she was taking a nap and he was sitting in the room next to her on a chair. He was watching television. And she died. And so the mother comes back into the picture and says, well, I want my brother to raise you now. So she sends the boy off to her brother so he can take care of him. So he goes to live with his uncle. 
his abusive uncle. And so you hear a story like this, and you can't help but ask, what happens to this boy's destiny? Because it sounds like it started off great, but then it, it's, it's devastating. It's crushing to find out that his grandmother dies, and now his world is being flipped upside down, and he has to go live with an abusive uncle. And so we want to know, has his destiny now been altered Or is it just being shaped? God is too perfect to create somebody to go to waste. And if there's anything you leave here with today, let it be that. That God is too perfect to create somebody to go to waste. It does not matter what your circumstances are. Because his plans are greater than your circumstances. But see, right there, that's where the enemy comes in, the plans of God. Anything that God will do to advance his kingdom, the enemy will come along to destroy it, to manipulate it, to distort it, to deceive it. And when we start talking about destiny, the enemy has polluted it with so many myths. He wants us to believe That the only way we could ever fulfill our destiny is if we live a perfect life. And that's exactly how he got Eve when they were in the garden. See, what happens is he starts throwing questions at us along the path. And what we wind up doing is we stop trusting God and start questioning God. We're going to read Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 through 5. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be just like God. Eve, you will be perfect, knowing good and evil. And in that moment, Eve stopped trusting God and she got into the trap of questioning God. And you want to know what? We do the same thing. We do the same thing. We prayed for that dream job. We went through a rigorous interview process. We found favor with the executives and we got the job and everything started out great until things began to get shaky. And what do we do? We ask the question, Was this a mistake? Was this really the perfect job for me? Is this really where I'm supposed to be? Maybe it's time for me to leave and move on to something else. But don't you know that you're destined to one day be an executive and you just have to wrestle through some corporate chaos? Oh, and the marriage. The marriage started off so well 
You never knew that you could love another human being as much as you love your spouse. But now you can't even stand being in the same room with each other. And here comes the questions. Was this a mistake? Was this really the perfect match for me? Because this isn't what I thought it would be. Maybe it's time to leave and move on. But don't you know that you're destined for a deeper rooted love beyond the shallow roots that you have right now? Oh, you stepped out in faith and you started a brand new business and everything was going great and the sales were high and then they were low. And here comes the question. Did I make a mistake? Was this really the perfect opportunity for me? Because it really doesn't feel like that right now. And so you've got these questions going on through your mind, but don't you know that you've been destined to revolutionize your industry and you just have more to learn? Here's the fact. God does not expect perfection. He expects obedience. If that's where he told you to go, then you go. You stop questioning and you just keep trusting. Here's another myth. The enemy wants us to believe that we will really like and enjoy our destiny. I would love to have a conversation with Moses so I could ask him how much he really liked and enjoyed leading an ungrateful generation of Israelites out of Egypt. I'd like to have a conversation with Esther. So I can ask her how much she really liked and enjoyed risking her life to save her people. I would like to have a conversation with Jeremiah. So he can tell me how much he really liked and enjoyed spending over 40 years in ministry and never once experiencing a convert. I'd like to have a conversation with David. So David can tell me how much he really liked and enjoyed all the bloody battles he went through as king. I'd like to have a conversation with Mary. So Mary can tell me how much she really liked and enjoyed being an unwed pregnant teenager. And I would love to have a conversation with Jesus. So he can tell me how much he really enjoyed a brutal crucifixion for a sinner like me. Here's the fact. The fact is that our destiny will be full of hardships. Many hardships. And here's another fact. God puts those hardships there, not the enemy. So stop giving the enemy credit for something that God is doing. God will put those hardships in your path. The enemy will come along to distort the purpose of those hardships. He wants to manipulate what God is doing. And it's important that we understand this because it influences the way we pray. Now, come on, I know how we pray because I've prayed this way too. I've prayed, Lord, I don't want any obstacles. 
I don't want any trials. I don't want any tribulations. I don't want any hardships. I want to get from point A to point B as smoothly as possible. We've prayed that way. Come on, admit it. We've prayed that way. Now, look, I know we don't necessarily wake up every morning and say, God, throw a hardship in my path. That's not what we're saying. But you know what? If we're going to pray that way, let's just make it really easy on God right now. And let's just say this. Lord, ignore me. Lord, have absolutely nothing to do with me. Because if we're going to pray for him to remove the hardship, what we're really saying is, Lord, I want to cut off the relationship. But you don't, but you don't, but you don't know where I've come from. You don't know my situation. You don't know my circumstances. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know my story. That's okay because God does. God does. You show me a destiny where there's no hardship, and I'll show you a destiny where God is not involved. Show me a destiny where there's no hardship, and I'll show you a destiny where God is not involved. I would much rather walk the journey of destiny with hardships along the way, knowing that the Lord is with me, than walking a path of perfection alone. We need Jesus. And I believe that we grow closer and that he spends more time with us when we're going through a hardship than he does when we're living a perfect life. I remember when I was in seminary, my professor asked a question to the class. He said, is conflict positive or negative? And half the class raises their hand and says it's negative. And the other half raises their hand and says it's positive. And then he tells everybody, put your hands down. You're all wrong. Conflict is neutral. It's what you do with it that makes it positive or negative. And I take that same philosophy and I apply it to hardships. Hardships are neutral. It's what we do with them that make them positive or negative. But you want to know something we do? We make excuses for our circumstances. We make excuses because of where we came from. We make excuses because we don't have the same opportunity that those people have over there. You want to know what excuses are? Excuses are worship to the enemy. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think what your excuses really are? When we make excuses like that for why we can't step forward in our path to destiny, we are worshiping the enemy. I want to I show you an illustration. I want to talk about that boy again who I told you about in the beginning. And I'm going to lay a foundation for his life. Mother rejected him. Father rejected him. They both abandoned him. Goes to live with his grandmother, but she dies very young. So now the child is just devastated, 
and heartbroken and wondering who's going to take care of him. And then he's sent off to live with an abusive uncle who verbally abuses him, physically abuses him, tells him he'll never amount to anything. So now this child is wondering, is there anybody in this world who even loves him? Who even cares about him? Because what kind of life is in store for him when all he's been told is you're a mistake? And so because of that, he believes it. And he even thinks God doesn't care. And excuse after excuse after excuse finally has him living behind a wall. A wall that is now a barrier between him and his destiny. And you know, just like excuses are worship to the enemy, when, when we take discouragement and take them like bricks and build them, it turns into a palace for the enemy as well. Discouragement will only ever create a barrier between you and your destiny. Discouragement is designed to crush you. And this wall will come down and crush you unless you change your perspective. Now, I don't think anybody really wants to live behind that wall. I don't think anybody really wants to be crushed by that wall. I don't think anybody wants to really pursue their destiny to come to a point and realize this is what I have to account for. I've just created a songbook of excuses to the enemy. I've built a palace for him. I don't think anybody really wants to come to that place. But you want to know something? Maybe that's you. Maybe you are living behind this wall. Maybe you were pursuing that perfect life and when it was unattainable, you stopped trusting God and you started questioning God. And in that moment, you just quit on God. Maybe when you didn't really like and enjoy the path that you were on, you realized that life is just a complete mess that, you know something, this whole thing is a mistake, including me. God doesn't have a destiny for me. And so we just continue laying brick after brick after brick. And that wall has become this huge barrier that you can't see over, that you can't do anything with. But this morning, you realize... That God is too perfect to create somebody to go to waste. And you're wondering one question right now. Is there still time left for me to fulfill my destiny? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you still have breath in your lungs, then you still have purpose on this earth. Now, I may not be a construction worker, but I'll tell you one thing I know about walls. They can come down. 
those walls can come down. And if there's anybody who can give us the best practical advice on how to overcome discouragement, it's Paul. We're going to read about Paul's hardships, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 27. I have worked much harder and been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone Without food, I have been cold and naked. I don't know anyone who has endured and faced more hardships than Paul. Yet he kept going. And you know what? He gives us one piece of advice. Just one. He says, I will boast in the Lord. Which means rejoice. Now, I know that that sounds really religious. It does. I'm human. And you mean to tell me that when life gets at its worst, you want me to be superhuman? I am an emotional being, and when I am in a lot of pain, I would just rather cry or scream. But Paul is telling me to boast in the Lord? Yeah. But you see something, it's much deeper than that. When Paul's talking to us about boasting in the Lord, he's going beyond that. He's saying, I'm boasting in my weaknesses. Paul said that a thorn was put in his flesh to torment him. And he said, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for God to remove it. And he told me, no, he said, because my grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Watch this. We're going to go full circle right now, right back to the garden where it all started. God is not looking for perfection. Our weaknesses are an overflowing of our imperfection. But it's that very imperfection that invites his perfect power. He never intended for us to live a perfect life. We have got to change our perspective and the way we view our circumstances. And when we look at hardship and we view it negatively, it will only produce discouragement. If we can look at hardship and view it positively, it will produce encouragement. But we've got to understand something now. Just because we change our perspective does not mean we change the circumstance. When we change our perspective, we change the experience we have throughout the hardship. I used to lead a youth group, and I would always tell the kids, how you view it is how you go through it. 
So if you have a situation or a circumstance presenting itself to you, and your point, your view is, oh my gosh, it's going to be a nightmare. Well, guess what? It is. Because you've already spoken it. You've already viewed it as a nightmare. You're going to go through it as a nightmare. Think about that tomorrow morning when you get on the 77. (laughs) But wait a minute. Could this be an opportunity to pray for the person in the car to my left? And and, and to the right, because who else is doing that? Could it be an opportunity for me to pray for the cars in front of me and behind me? Because who else is doing that? Could it be that it's an opportunity for you to be a vessel and to speak blessings over this freeway and this interstate? Because don't you understand that the enemy has a plot to kill, to steal, and to destroy, but that you are a destined vessel to advance his kingdom? How you view it is how you go through it. Let's do this. Let's rebuild this wall. Same circumstances. But with a different perspective. Born to a mother and a father who couldn't take care of him. So the mom decides to give him to her mother, his grandmother. And she takes care of him. And as hard as it was to grow up without a mom or a dad, he realizes that that was the best thing for him because she gave him a better life than what they could have given him. And even though she dies when he's really young and it's devastating and it crushes him and he's got to go live with an abusive uncle, he still has the seeds of faith that grandma planted in him. And so when he's isolated, spending all this time in his room because he he doesn't want to come out, he begins to have conversations with God. He uses that isolation as opportunities to meet his maker. And he realizes that God was carrying him and that God was protecting him. And that even though many times life was in the pit, God was turning it into a pulpit because he knew that one day that boy would stand before you this morning and tell you that his grace is sufficient, that his power is made perfect in our weakness. The enemy wanted to take my childhood and destroy me. He wanted to take every brick of discouragement and have it crush me. But when a changed perspective came into my mind, I would not allow it. Because if you'll see what happens, every one of those bricks turned into a staircase for me to just step closer and closer and closer to his glory. And you can do the same thing. Our destiny is full of imperfect weaknesses that only invite his perfect power. Now listen to me. Destiny is a battle. We're going to go through some stuff. You want to know what I was doing during this season of my life? I remember being 12 years old, sitting in my room, and I would put my stuffed animals. Yeah, I had stuffed animals at 12. It's okay. (laughs) And I would put them on the bed. And I would preach to them. 
That's what I would do. And I, I, I developed this love for writing. God gave me a gift for writing that I never even realized where it would go one day. And so he gave me a lyrical story. Maybe you would call it a poem, but it's, it's more of a lyrical story that I want to share with you this morning because I believe it really just puts a cap on everything. And so I can't take credit for writing this. The Holy Spirit spoke this to me. All I did was type it. But it's called The War. Did you ever hear that voice, the one that spoke of a vision, to tell you of your purpose to fulfill the Great Commission? When I heard the dialogue, it was quite the conversation, for God was telling me, I'm sending you on a mission. You're going to a war to be a soldier in my field. I'm giving you this promise. You are protected by my shield. I jumped up to accept, to claim my full intent. Yes, Lord, I'll do it. I'm ready to be sent. I headed off to fight the enemy crossing my path. But with my words of wisdom, my attacks held him back. I kept with me my sword close to keep me strong. I never felt weak having the word of God along. Left and right, the demons attacked, but I knocked them all down. Throwing scriptures in their face, they shriveled to the ground. I conquered every battle. The field was left level. But now came the time to go to war with the devil. I marched the territory, flames blasting high. As I wrestled through the lair, there stood Satan with a sigh. The biggest beast I'd ever seen. His image made me cringe. Intimidation poured over me. As we broke into a binge. He took his blows one by one, but I stayed steady with the action. I wasn't going to give the devil any satisfaction. Back and forth we fought until the conflict hit a rise. The devil was getting angry. Smoke singed from his eyes. Then he said, this is enough. As he reached into a vault, I'm through playing games. It's time for my final assault. Then he clenched his fists of fire, and with one thunderous hurl, he fiercely launched against me every sin in the world. I plunged to the surface with a loss of all my might. I could hear the devil boasting. He finally won the fight. He danced and celebrated, exalted with glee, shouting out with pride, nothing can set you free. I had no more power, my Bible out of reach, no counterattack, nothing left to compete. I spoke my final words, defenseless on the ground, as the tears rolled from my eyes. God, I'm sorry I let you down. And in my last breath, I could barely hear a voice swept across me and nestled in my ear. Child, stand up. Wipe that tear from your eye. Listen to me speak. I'm not going to let you die. I gave you a promise before you left for this endeavor. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will last forever. 
Then I remembered God's word. No longer was I weak. I walked over to the devil so he could hear me speak. You tried to slam me down by casting every sin. Devil, you're a fool if you think you're going to win. There's something you should know about the sins you tried to bind in me. I will never fall your victim because by the blood of Jesus, I've already been set free. I roared in confidence, standing eye to eye. At the name of Jesus, I watched the devil die. Slow and painful moans wretched as he fell down. Flames consumed his corpse as he descended underground. As I stood in the midst, with victory on my side, I raised my hands to Jesus and gave thanks for his life. There are no casualties in the army of God. Soldiers suffer wounds but their souls are sanctified. Hear that again. There are no casualties in the army of God. Soldiers suffer wounds, but their souls are sanctified. The grace of God will never fail. His word will never lie. And through his promise comes victory. He will never, ever, ever let you die. God is too perfect to create somebody to go to waste. Those walls of excuses, the palace and the worship that we've given the enemy can come down today. Let's stand. We're going to have our prayer teams come forward at this time too. Every single one of us in here was created for a purpose and a destiny to advance the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And every single hardship that has been put in our path is a stepping stone to rise above it. And so this morning, Lord, we're declaring that we will no longer worship the enemy through excuses of our circumstances. We will no longer give the enemy credit for those hardships. And as hard as it is, Lord, we're going to embrace them. We're not going to reject these hardships anymore. We're going to embrace them because it is in that time and in that season that we will draw closer and closer to you. So this morning we declare no more, Lord. And we serve that enemy notice that we are children of the Most High God. And what he has put in our path to destroy, to manipulate, to steal, and to kill, we tell you right now, we've been bought with a price. We've been paid for. We've been covered. We have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And that's why we plead the blood of Jesus over our destiny. Lord, we declare this morning that none of us are a mistake, no matter how we came into this world, because you have the final say. And so with victory, we declare there are no casualties in the army of God. We will suffer wounds, 
but our souls are sanctified. The grace of God will never fail. His word will never lie. And through his promise comes victory. We will not die because he is with us. Can we applaud the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. If you want prayer this morning, then we're going to invite you to come down and meet with our prayer team. But I want to encourage you. I want to speak blessings over you. And I want to challenge you to rise above your hardships. I want to challenge you to change that perspective. It won't change the circumstance, but it'll change the experience. I want to challenge you this week to rise above every obstacle, every trial, every tribulation that would present itself on your path this week and declare and boast in the Lord and give Him glory and praise. God bless you, Grace Covenant. Have a wonderful week. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.